Now the pitch to Alonzo. Swing and a miss. He got it. Luke Williams. Yes, sir. Forget about it. Hector, look at him celebrate as he goes to the back all by himself. Watch this baby sail. Oh, Bryce Harper. Hey guys, and welcome to Broad Street to Britain, a UK Phillies podcast with me, Dave Shaw at UK Phillies, and of course, Alex Carr. And guys, the Phils are still hot, 15 and 3 so far in June, five series wins straight. Oh, Alex, let's get into this. Alex, how are you, mate? I am good, Dave. I am currently recovering from the post-vacation blues um but you know all the same doing quite well uh excited to see the phillies playing some good baseball it was a about their darn time i was gonna <laughs> yeah. say but uh truly you know about time um i'm just excited that they're they're finally kind of living up to the the potential that was seen within them uh at the beginning of the season amen to that i yeah and you know what? Like I said in the video recap, it's about darn time that we're putting <laughs> away teams like the Marlins and Nats. Mm-hmm. Like, how many times and how many seasons have we struggled to put these teams away that we really should be putting away to have any chance of a postseason shot? Like last year, like the Marlins, we know are always at Kryptonite. And to be fair, our record against Nationals is good, but. Under Girardi, you'd feel like, oh, maybe we'll take two, maybe we'll take three. To take four and find four different ways to win those baseball games as well, <laughs> showing a lot of character, a lot of a lot of characteristics about the Phillies baseball team that we've always sort of wanted them to be as well. And different. When was the last time we had different players stepping up every day? You know, Castellanos, JT, struggling, clear to see, slumping, but who's stepping up? Munoz this time. Stubbsy. Diddy stepping up again, veiling like it's incredible. You know, the Phils are finding different ways to win baseball games and different players stepping up. We're getting production from different players. Like, what is this concept? You know, (laughs) okay, the Nats series wasn't pretty, it wasn't the best series, you know. But anyone who thinks we can just blow teams away like we have done previous to this series in the Marlins, you know, you've got to find different ways to win. You can't be slugging every single series you can't be blowing teams away like we did with the angels and, and the brewers we we played different style of baseball and yeah it wasn't pretty at times but the grit and the fight the phil showed in in that last series i'm you know <laughs> i'm trying to keep my feet on the ground but alex where are you right now with the phils yeah i mean it's just great to see them working to like make to capitalize off of other teams' mistakes, um, I think that's probably the biggest thing. Is you know the the Phillies are usually a team that are making their own kind of silly mistakes, um, you know, not playing fundamentally sound baseball, and now they're kind of while still making their own mistakes in their own right. It certainly can be said that they are yeah. not the most fundamentally sound baseball team still, but they're 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 capitalizing off of teams like the Nationals' mistakes, like the Marlins' mistakes. Um, you know, you, you, you look at that. Um, and like, like you said, you know, they're, they're finding these different ways to win ball games. You look at that game against the Brewers, they were down and out for eight innings. I mean, yeah. it was, it yeah. was over. And, uh, 
having Matt Veerling and Alec Bohm go back to back off of Josh Hader was just one of the many crazy ways they've won baseball games in this, in this stretch. And um, I think that it is really, like you said, there's a huge character shift. Um, That's what it really comes down to for me. Um, You know, I, I expected on paper this team to, to get better. Um, But I don't think I expected this team to look completely different under the Rob Thompson regime. Uh, And, you know, I don't just mean, you know, they're playing better baseball. I mean, they are having more fun while playing better baseball. And I think having more fun ultimately leads to playing better baseball. You see that now with, you know, with teams like the Mets, um, they are strictly based off of team chemistry. Uh, they're small balling. They trust their manager. Um, and all those things, they, they count. Those are tangible things that you can, you know, maybe they're not counting stats, but you can still see that they have an impact, yeah, right? So absolutely. That's the that's the most exciting thing for me uh, is just seeing this team having so much more fun um, and just you know being more fun to watch. I think that really helps. Yeah, uh, yeah. The Phils are a watchable said, team. You know, <laughs> the ugly losses are still coming uh, every now and again, but at least they're getting all the kinks out in in one game, right? Like they got right. they got the kinks right. out in the game against the Nationals. They got the kinks out in the game against the Diamondbacks, right? Like it's. It, you can't expect them to have a completely win full month and for them to play really nice looking baseball for, you know, all 18 games of an 18 game run. Uh, <laughs> right. So yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's been nice to see. And, and like we said at the start of the season, we, the blowouts are going to come yeah, and the, the shutouts are going to come because we are a big hitting team. And when the team are not gelling and when the team are just having one of those days, it's likely to be an ugly loss. But if we will take that if the Phils are still winning games and the most biggest key of all, winning series. And the right. Phils are winning series. And that five series straight, what, for the first time in, what was the stat? In a long, long, long time. Let's put it that way. I, I, I want to say 20, 2011. I couldn't tell you. Ah, uh, someone had the stat on Twitter. I might have to look it up. Um, But it's, it's just... The series is the key for me, is keep rolling. And the Phils in this stretch have won the first game in every series. And that's right. been key because that's set the tone through all of it, from the Angels to the Brewers to the D-backs, the Marlins. And that's game one. Get up there, set your stall out, win it. And it just puts you in a perfect spot. And, the, you know, I, I think we all kind of expected to win four out of five against the Nationals. Mm-hmm. But the Phils, 10-1 in the first game. Yeah. What? A statement, you know, Zach Wheeler versus well, Cor- Corbin, he's a shadow of himself, isn't he? Wow, he, 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 the Phils just lit him up. And, pun- yeah. and like you said, we're, we're, we're punishing <laughs> mistakes the other teams are making. It's usually the way around. We're now jumping on pitchers who are making mistakes. We're jumping on teams. Wheeler, you know, if, if Wheeler and, and even Nola aren't in the All Star, there's there's something not quite right here because I think for me they both definitely at the moment earn a place in that all-star team. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I just think that I think Jack Fritz tweeted this, uh, over, over the, the weekend. Um, Um, Jack. Oh man. I mean, could you imagine where the Phillies would be right now? If, if they had signed Patrick Corbin, I mean, it would have (laughs) been a disaster. Uh, I mean, they probably would be selling at the deadline if they'd, if they'd, signed Patrick Corbin. I, I just can't, I can't imagine 
Um, and and let's let's not forget the Yankees were in that bidding too. Imagine where the Yankees would be if they signed Patrick Corbin, right? But I mean, just a total disaster what has happened to to Pat Corbin. Um, look, he's been bad for a long time, but the Phillies haven't really beat up on him in a while. To see that happen was was nice. That was I, I got to say that was some nice Schadenfreude that I that I felt uh, that day. But I mean. It's really, it's just, it's fascinating to, to think about those things and think about, you know, they could have had Pat yeah, Corbin. Yeah, it is, it's quite a scary thought as well. Yeah, where would <laughs> we be now? And the Phils, again, game one, set stall out, got Corbin out early and straight into their bullpen, which set the tone again for the series because the right. Nats bullpen is not good. Right. They're, they're in a bad way. God, that pitching staff is terrible. It, it's bad, you know, and I think, thank God for the national fans, they won that ring. Uh, a few years ago, because oh boy, it's I think that rebuild could be a bit of a brutal one, a long one, to be honest. Mm. Um, June Schwarber continues straight off where he left off. Everyone hitting that game, um, Veeling, Bohm, you know, the, again, the guys stepping up. Let's talk about a guy who's not quite there yet, and Ooh. I'm a bit concerned about him, is Mr. JT <sighs> Alex. Where are you with JT? Do you see him picking it up and getting hot? Because I'm not, I don't know, Alex. I don't know about JT. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not that convinced. You know, last year's decline was a concern. We thought it was going to be a blip. And of course, he before he started to decline last year. Okay, bit of a blip. He'll pick it up again this year. And he's, he's kind of not. Where, where are the Phillies with JT right now? Where are you? Yeah, I think um, it's unfortunate because the catcher position is one that does so many things unsung. Um, you know, you you don't really get to see them being a great receiver. You don't really count the millions of, you know, blocked, spiked balls that JT saves, you know, on a on a typical occasion. Um, it's not something that, that fans from the outside um, or anybody really counts because – it's not that obvious uh, the great things that somebody like JT Romuto does. What they more focus on is, you know, the bad things, the constant. And and look, I'm not defending JT Romuto here. He's been terrible. He's been a, a momentum killer, a momentum murderer. Mm, yeah. Um, I mean, he has been, he has been downright bad offensively. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, he's going to turn it around, but I am going to sit here and say, he's not going to be at three home runs for the rest of the season. Uh, you know, he's, he hasn't hit a home run since like May 23rd or something like that, but it, it's not, that total is not going to stay at three. The guy's going to hit at least like 10 to 12 more home runs this season. They're going to come. Eventually he regresses to the mean, right? So ultimately I think a lot of people are being really hard on JT because they expect more out of a $100 million player. Right. And they are right to um, that being said, and this gets discounted so often because it's just a number on a page, but he is among the four best Phillies per F war, right? Like he's still winning. He's, he's, he's providing to the baseball team. He's not like, you know, some terribly disastrous, unvaluable player, right? He's, he's still a very valuable defender at 31 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And I look, it stinks that, you know, if his bat really is, I'm using air quotes here, like, you know, cooked. Um, 
it stinks because it would have been nice to have that that force um, from your catcher position. But at the same time, as long as he's putting up, you know, great defensive metrics, what does like what does it matter? Um, the Phillies can go out and acquire the catcher's position is not supposed to be some big offensive juggernaut. It's supposed to be a guy that works really well with your pitchers is a good receiver is a good framer. You know, that's what you pay for. You don't pay for, you know, some incredible offensive producer. That's what your eight other positions on the baseball field are for. Right. So, um, well, seven other positions and one designated hitter, but yeah, I don't know. I, it's frustrating to see him struggle like this, but at the same time, he's not technically struggling per the numbers. I per he's struggling offensively, of course. He's not struggling to to be a positive asset for the Phillies. So I know people are going to complain, and I know people are going to disagree with that. But like all in all, you look at his his WAR total, and you see a positive contributing player. That's all I have to say about it, really. Bro, uh, the Phillies want a double header. What? Wow. What is going on here? <laughs> um, the Phils as well, coming from behind, again, looking like in games, and especially if it was in the Girardi era, that we would have lost dead set. You know, mm-hmm. we were behind in games, and we kind of looked down and out. Uh, but this team, you can just, we're starting to become a team that you can just never write off, and you've got to stay until the very last at-bat of the bottom or the top of the ninth, because... This team just has the belief and you've just got to ride it out and keep watching till the end. It's, it, it's, it's a bizarre concept to me watching this team. I've watched 10 years of Dross. What is going on right now? I can't quite believe. Uh, the Phils did drop game five. Uh, yeah, that was ugly. Efren, any news in Efren? Everybody knew they weren't going to sweep the five-game series. That, that was yeah, that never going to happen. too much. And that then, was and never going to happen. Cohen and Hernandez were due again. Exactly. Franco, they were all there due. had to be a revenge game somewhere along <laughs> yeah. the line. It had to be in there. Oh, man. And, and the Eflin update, like you asked. Apparently, so what was said was that Rob Thompson had Zach Eflin on a 40 pitch limit anyway. Um, I'm, I'm not sure how true that is. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not doubting it. If he said it, it's obviously true, but, um, yeah, the command was not sharp. Um, things he was really struggling to, to locate, especially down in the zone. Um, it looked pretty ugly. Um, Mm. but apparently he's okay. Apparently he's healthy. I just, I think that you kind of have to look at that as a very tentative thing. And I think the Phillies are probably going to be shopping in the starting pitching market um, for, for more reasons than just Zach Eflin alone. Um, yeah. You know, they obviously, they lose Zach Eflin and Kyle Gibson to free agency uh, this coming off season. So, you know, this is uh, and this was something that Matt Gelb and the athletic mentioned um, the Phillies have really constantly avoided the starting pitching market. Um, when it comes to finding mid rotation arms, um, they have like really strayed from that. Uh, Zach Wheeler was the last starting pitcher they signed. And prior to that, we're talking like Jake Arrieta, uh, which, oh, no. So, um, well, we're not even going to count those guys. <laughs> Chase Anderson and Matt Moore don't count. Um, but, you know, I, I think that uh, there'll probably be players in that market for, you know, somebody like, Somebody of significance, I, I would hope. Somebody like Frankie Montas or, or Tyler Maley, Luis Castillo. Yeah. Um, it just makes sense because they're otherwise they're going to have to go out and purchase two starting pitchers uh, this offseason because Lord knows their starting pitching depth is not, not up to snuff right now. 
quickly on Gibby, would the Phils not be tempted to offer him another one-year extension or contract? I don't think so. I think, you know, you you look at Kyle Gibson as a whole and, uh, you know, what he's been in his role has been great. Um, but 34 years old now, heading to 35. Um, mm, he's that old. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't see it. Um, I think that if you do go that direction, um, you're probably then looking to, it, it, first of all, it has to be relatively team friendly just because I, I think Kyle Gibson is probably due to regress as, as he gets older. Maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? Um, but then you're probably looking to, to spend an exorbitant amount of money on like another frontline rotation starter um, because of the money that you hopefully save by, by signing Kyle Gibson. Um, but it's a, it's a good market next year. It's going to be really interesting. Yeah, big for the Phils. Um, mm-hmm. Suarez, talk um, a bit, it's a bit hit and miss, this conversation. Moving Suarez to the back to the bullpen and getting in an arm before trade deadline, possibly even Montas has been slightly rumored. Well, where, where are you on Suarez, Alex? What's uh, it, It's frustrating because of what we saw last year. It is obviously a bit frustrating to see him struggling so much. The command's the big thing, isn't it? You know, he was just, with a guy with two pitches, last year was just incredible because he, yeah. his command was incredible. The batters couldn't work him out. This year, the, com- the command is, is his key game. It's his bread and butter. He's got no command. He's, he's not there, is he? As we've seen this season. What's what would you do with, with Suarez at the moment? What's 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 the answer with Suarez? Just let again let him ride it out, let him find himself, or maybe a, a, a one two winning stint to the bullpen role, and or maybe a long reliever, and try and get somebody else in as a, as a starter. Right now, I'm in the camp of because there's something obviously going on with Ranger Suarez. I mean, I don't know if it's something to do with the late start to the season, him not having a spring. Um, you know, that's probably what it is. We're probably seeing aftershocks of that, but I think that, you know, not only is the fastball velocity down a good tick or two, uh, the fastball command is just not there. Um, and that is just dangerous for him. Uh, he had, I mean, his sinker was, was the third best pitch in baseball last year Mm -hmm. by run value. So you really, for him to go from that to this, um, and look, he hasn't, he hasn't been bad. Uh, he's still a suitable back-end rotation arm right now, um, but there's something going on. He's not right, right? So I think for me right now, I'm in the camp of if Zach Eflin, whoo, if Zach Eflin is healthy, that's a jumble of words. If Zach <laughs> Eflin is healthy, uh, <laughs> I think you you can benefit from either running a six-man rotation or keeping Zach Eflin in the rotation with Kyle Gibson, adding an arm and then moving Ranger Suarez into Nick Nelson's role. Um, and then optioning Nick Nelson to AAA who he's got two minor league options very clearly as a good major league pitcher. Just, I'm not sure how much longer you can continue to try and stretch him out over six yeah, to nine outs. Um, yeah, that just doesn't feel sustainable. Nelson's a guy who I think has got it. I think potentially yeah. has got it. I, I, think I like him. He, he could be a really decent bullpen arm, but again, he's up here now because we've got nobody else, you know, yeah. where he should be homing his skills in AAA. And I think a stint back down again would do, do a lot of good actually. Um, but I really like what we've seen from Nelson so far. Uh, Ambilotti again, he's up here early. Shock of the century for me. Yeah. I know, did not did... think Andrew Bellotti would be much of anything. 
and and he's he's doing okay. You know, he's, he's doing he's he's not been a complete disaster. Uh, I'm liking what I'm seeing out of Conor Brogdon more. The, the early season woes are starting to fade away now, and and Conor Brogdon's starting to emerge as a, a yeah, more, he's pretty good. He, he, yeah, he's all right. Love I that think, guy. I think, you know, <laughs> I think we get the faith of him well. Uh, <laughs> Conor's now coming in back into that reliable. You can put him in a good leverage situation. Mm-hmm. He'll get you out. Maybe not immaculate, but you don't really care as long as he gets you right. out and allows no runs. You know, that's the that's the main thing, especially in leverage situations. Um, but obviously the closer role. Mm. I don't want Brad Hand. <laughs> I can't go through it. It's too nerve wracking. Brad Hand is 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 giving me bad. I don't know. The, the hand starts shaking when Brent Brad Hand. <laughs> I don't like it. So why are the Phils not persisting with Sir Anthony as closer? Why are they not giving him that shot yet? Okay, he had to close the game, obviously, the other night because Brad Hand blew it. Um, why are the Phils being a bit reluctant on Sir Anthony? Yeah, I think that they just really like him in the role that he's in right now. Um, I think that, uh, and, and look, he's been so supremely valuable in that role, just coming in and getting you the biggest outs of the game. That's huge. Uh, that is irreplaceable. Um, and I think they're probably hoping that they can give Corey Knable some time in this lower leverage role to kind of find his curveball again and then slip into that fireman role. Um, Connor Brogdon has also started taking a lot of those fireman situations, yeah. which has worked really well because he's a very good pitcher. Um, but I think ultimately, and we were we were talking about this on 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 our podcast too, on on the Inside the Phillies podcast we talked about yesterday. Um, would you, Hey, you know, uh, <laughs> would you, would you rather move Sir Anthony to the bullpen right now, like in the immediate future and let him get his reps in really try and establish himself as a lockdown ninth inning arm, or would you rather go out and spend a hundred million dollars on Edwin Diaz and free agency next year? <sighs> I mean, the answer for me very easily it's <laughs> an easy one try try and try and give sir anthony the opportunity yeah. especially given just the the volatility of bullpen arms um you 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 should just you should give him the role i i i understand why they are hesitant to do so because they don't have other arms to give that fireman role to um at least not with 100 confidence but that's what the trade deadline's for and i think you are going to be a lot happier if you spend your prospects on the price of a non-closer than you would be to like go out and acquire David Bednar, who's going to take an absolute haul um, to acquire. So I don't know. I think their hesitance comes from how well he's performing um, and they don't want to mess that up. But at the same time, I think that you have to do it just like, look at the 10th inning the other day against the nationals man on second. He didn't care. Yeah. It was just three, three straight easy outs. And it was over. Easy. Like, was, no pain. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no pain. Not, not relatively little stress. It was cool, calm, and collected. I wasn't, I wasn't used to it. You know, what, <laughs> what's going on here? Um, right, well, we'll touch on the trade deadline in, a, in the future shows coming up because it's going to mm-hmm. be big. Two quick questions on it. One, half joking, half not. David Robinson or uh, Robertson? <laughs> Half-year deal? Could you know? I'm joking, but not joking. He has major vibes of you trade, you know, a halfway decent middle system prospect for him, and then becomes cake. 
turns into just <laughs> turns into a yeah. pumpkin and just melts on the mound. Um, now, I, look, there is something to this whole cutter resurgence um, that is definitely working for Major League Baseball players. And David Robertson is a cutter man through and through. Um, I can't say I would mind it. I think he's one of the better options out there um, for the Phillies and, and what they're probably looking to spend. Um, but I don't know. He does have major uh, Heath Hembree, Brennan Workman vibes. Uh, oh, David oh, Phelps. David more, more David Phelps vibes than anything. Oh, I forgot about David Phelps. We yeah. have had some turgid bullpen. Yikes. Oh, um, and do you see the, and I, I hope we do. Do we see the Phils making some moves before trade deadline? Yeah. I think that here's the thing. They are going to either need to have a lot of confidence in Mickey Moniak, or they are going to need to pull off a big trade at the deadline, um, which could happen, or they're going to need to, you know, go out and acquire a primarily glove first center fielder and ride with, a glove for a center fielder, whatever happens, they, they need to address center field because Odubel Herrera once again, is just bad again is a pumpkin. Um, and I can't say that there's any option in the Philly system outside of Johan Rojas that actually actively excites me. And so, you know, field. I was just going to say that, that we have a party about apart from Rojas, who's, who's still, uh, he's still not near yet this season for sure. We haven't got anyone, have we? Matt, Matt Veerling, to be fair, has stepped up and he, he's starting to get into a nice groove after his early season. I love struggles. Matt Veerling. And by the way, Mr. Versatility, Matt Veerling. Yes, sir. Matt Versatility I... <laughs> Veerling. Unreal. Like... I love him, but I he's not a plus center field glove. No, um, no, no, no. And And so I liked him to come into the season as a platoon guy. I don't think he's a guy that you can really, you know, throw out there every single day as your long-term solution. Um, so it's going to be tough. Uh, I think they are really going to have to think long and hard about where they're going to use their resources. Um, but I absolutely think they are going to be very active at the trade deadline, especially because I do think that they are going to make use of their catching depth trade chips. Um, I think that yeah, well, how, how, no, this is what I was. I'll save this for the, the the next show or the show after with the trade deadline special because. Uh, well, okay, let's touch it now. We we don't have to if you don't want to. I, well, I was gonna leave it. At, I was gonna I, leave it at like, that. I really really like Logan. Yeah, and I I don't think I want to see him traded because I actually think he could play a big big role in the fills. I'd rather see Marshawn be traded, but who would you? Which because one of them are gonna get traded. Because for like, me, which one? If you if <sighs> Logan or, or Marshawn, I I think I, I think I want Logan to stay. Uh, I don't think you're ever going to get higher value for somebody like Logan Ohapi. I know. Um, and I think that given the position of the club, uh, and given what they need, I think that they are more likely than not to part with Logan Ohapi. That being said. I think Raphael Marchand might stay. Um, I think that uh, they're going to want to have some, some catching depth still. Um, and, and Rafi obviously gives you that. Um, they also have Donnie Sands, who I also think is oh, unfortunately probably, yeah. well, he's, he's probably going to get traded. I would think 
um, just because he's also having just a crazy good season, finally healthy again, uh, is due to start playing again today. Um, but yeah, uh, I think ultimately two out of three of those of those catchers that are on oh. the 40 man roster are probably going to go. I, I just feel Logan, well, Logan's not on the 40 man roster. Logan I mean. gets traded. He's going to, he's going to, when he gets in the bigs, he's going to be, of course he's, he's going to be very good. He's got a great glove. He's a team leader. He's a really good guy. Mm. Um, great arm. I mean, he's good. He's, he's a good player. Do you think uh, quickly and very quickly on the last one, Derek Hall must have a bit of value right now. I don't know. Um, or is it Derek he cooled is, off? I, I, Derek, last time I he, saw he was red hot. And he's, he cooled off. Um, he's also 27. Um, that old? So yeah. Damn, um, honestly, so he's younger. I don't think. Ooh. I don't think he necessarily has a ton of value. Ooh, that being man. said, he is a right-handed pitching masher, and there's always some semblance of value to those guys. Um, I don't think it's out of the question that he actually could eventually be a guy that you see come up you know, when rosters expand to 28, um, yep. you know, later on in the season, just because he's a left-handed, you know, pinch hitting option. Um, I mean, he, he destroys right-handed pitching. So um, I don't know, that could be interesting. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he has too much value in a trade per se. Okay. I have, I thought he was younger. I generally thought he was younger. I yeah. think 25, not 20, 27, mm. but yeah, that, yeah, maybe not. Uh, the Phil's topped off a great series. Uh think about Bryce Harper as well. No, no Bryce, no, no problem. Hoskins, June Hoskins is staying hot. Schwarber staying. That hot. last game would have been different if Bryce was was playing. Yeah, I think I so. Think. Although I'm I'm hearing he should be back tonight. Hope so. For the the, the Rangers two games, I I find these road two games series strange. They are really weird. <laughs> Why? Why? But I don't know. You know. We'll get to that in just a second. The, the team photo, love it, love absolutely it, absolutely love it. You love know, the, the 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 Trilby, um, Tom Tom Thompson, the Trilby, like oh, oh, the best. Girardi wouldn't, right? <laughs> no, never. And again, and and Nick Castellanos just continues to be the coolest man on the planet. You know, mm-hmm. I I think he could pull off anything. You know, he generally looks like someone who is out. The Godfather, you know, <laughs> the guy is unbelievable. I just, I just loved it. Um, you know, Stubbsy looks like he's about to sell me real estate. Matt Bailey looks <laughs> like he works at uh, an accountant. You know, um, I just loved it. You know, and again, things like that just keep built bonding a team, right? They're having a bit of fun. You know, I, I bet the plane ride over was quite a laugh as well. Uh, and they head to Texas. They head to Texas for the ra- another two game series against the Rangers. Gibby uh, back in Texas for the first time versus mm-hmm. Perez. That's a tough matchup. That's that's probably. And then we've got Wheeler versus Gray. I'm more confident on that. Uh, the Phils. I'd like to think we can sweep this two game series. I think they can. We should sweep this two game. They series. had a lot of opportunity against Martin Perez last time that they yeah. just didn't convert on, um, and they mashed. John Gray. Um, I also just think that uh, this Rangers team just came off of a really disappointing series against the Tigers. Um, so momentum definitely swings the Phillies way on this one. In yeah, my the opinion. Rangers who were, uh, the Rangers were starting to get themselves back in a, in a good position. They were just lingering about, about just above 500 until the, this last series of the Tigers. They got mashed mm-hmm. uh, by the Tigers and it's brought them right back down again. And we've got to continue that, that pain for the Tigers a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then it's a big stint. 
now this is the test. We've got the Padres, four games. We've got the Braves. We've got the Cardinals all coming up before we play the Nationals and the Cardinals again. And then we're pretty much at the trade deadline. So this now, this is, we've got our, we've worked our asses off to get in position to get above 500 back in the wildcard mix. Now this next phase of the season is the big one to the all-star break. And, the, and then obviously the trade deadline around the corner as well. Now we're sort of going to see the real Phillies, aren't we? This is it. The Padres is a big series. Machado, maybe back, maybe not. Will they risk it so early? I'm I'm looking forward to this Padres series, Alex, a lot. West Coast, back on the West Coast, back to the silly start times, back to getting up stupidly early. Um, what, should, what are your feelings about this Padres series coming up? It's, it's big. If we can split that, and I'll take that now, by the way. I'll take the 2-2 split. Give it to me now and get out of there. Because the Padres, Tatis or not, are, st- are still going blow to blow with the juggernauts that are the LA Dodgers. They're having a hell of a season. Yeah, they are. Uh, they're a good team, and it's a lot of. They're actually benefiting a lot from what the Phillies are benefiting from, which is different guys stepping up. I mean, you know, Jerickson Profar is having a great year. Eric Hosmer, obviously, had a had a good start. Um, has petered out a little bit, but is still, you know, contributing. Um, I think that ultimately I optimistically would say, you know, they, they end this six game stretch four two. Um, I think I'll take that now. And I just think, I think that they can definitely sweep the Rangers. I think that that, that is definitely a possibility, especially because they, they want their revenge now, right? Like they, they got brutally, brutally hit, um, in their last time against the Rangers and ugly series. Yeah, that was a really ugly one. Um, so I, I, I think they'll, they'll, they'll come back for some revenge. Um, and then I think they can two, two with the Padres. Um, that becomes probably different if the Padres are playing without Manny Machado. Um, but I still think I would have them splitting the series just because of how good Padres pitching has been. I mean, you Darvish, uh, has yeah. been again, just a very solid, solid arm. Um, and, and Joe Musgrove has been crazy good. And then Taylor Rogers, in the back of their bullpen, just a guy that the Phillies should have traded for. But I, I remember that conversation. Uh, um, but we have take we have got Tejada. No, no, no bullpen. Um, not um, we've got the Burns. We've got some very, very good pitchers. I thought I for whatever reason I thought you just said Tejada like. Miguel, oh, like no, 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 no. Two, no, we, we got have gotten two... to Josh Hader. Yes, Hader. yes, Josh yes. Hader. Yeah, we got, it's we true. Got, it's we true. Got accent. We got, no. we got to Hader. We've got to Burns. We've got to some very good pitching on this stint. You're which right. Which is why I'm a bit more optimistic because the Phillies have had a real good game plans since we've got Thompson in these games. Get him into, get these good pitches into big counts. Get their pitch count high and get them out by the, by the, well, by the fifth. And Burns was by the fourth, I think. Um, mm-hmm. So they're approaching these sort of matchups has been very good. And I'm, ah, yeah, four, we took 4 2 in this next week. A I think that'd be with, solid. A split with the Padres would be, a, would be a statement. That would be a, you know, and beating the Marlins was a great statement that the Phils are yeah. indeed on their way back. Splitting or winning that split with the Padres, I'm sort of going to be on the borderline of the, the Phils are here. This yeah. is the 2022 Philadelphia Phillies, and this is a legit postseason team. If we can do that, and then of course 
follow up against the Braves. The Cardinals, I, yeah, I think that NL Central is not a strong division. And I think no. the Brewers and Cardinals have had it their own way. How the Brewers are still joint top of that division with the Cards or one game back now is, is, is I think, sums up the strength of that division. And I think the Cardinals are more than beatable. The, the Braves series... The Braves series, I'm rubbing my hands already. I can't. Yeah, that's going to be crazy. Because the Braves weren't, when we, I know they weren't that incredible run after, well, when they beat us. But when we played them, they weren't that good. Where's, I don't know, I don't get this Braves run. When we played them, we should have, we should have won that series. It's all their pitching. The, 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 yeah. the pitching has been absolutely outstanding, which is, you know, you can only hope that the Phillies have seen them enough that they, they kind of feel comfortable coming out there and, and, and really going for it. But with the Cardinals, the Cardinals are, I feel like they've been the exact same team for like three years now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, it's always, you know, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado are the guys you have to watch out for. And after that, you know, I, Miles Michaelis has really stepped up this year, but like, I don't know, they just feel like the same team. So I, you know, the Phillies, Phillies have beat those guys before. Um, yeah, I, I think that Brave series. I record Jenny pretty good against the cards. Yeah, that, that like, Brave like series is going to be scary. Like the rest of the NL Central. Uh, but keep, yeah, keep Goldie quiet, keep Arenado quiet, and we've got a very good chance. Uh, that Brave series can't wait. I think it's well. going to be, it's that is going to be the like, honestly, the big, big breaking point. Um, for the Phillies, depending on how the six game stretch goes, but like, yeah, yeah. If yeah, they can, if they can manage to take that, take that series against the Braves. I mean, not only did they, that <gasps> probably take over second place. No, no, no. Truly. Not no, only I did agree. They take over second place. They have a, a, a six game homestand against, you know, I'm not going to call the Cardinals beatable, but like they get to play the nationals after they play the Cardinals. Yeah. Like they are, they are heading into a homestand to start July. And all you need to do is just start July. Good. You can start July in a, in a solid, you know, a solid place. Your front office is making calls, and that's what you want. That is what you want. Exactly. And, and like I said, the Phils just got to keep winning series now. Yeah. You know, yep. we've which is what the Mets have done all year. They've they've had what two sweeps, I think, all season. One against us, which we don't talk about, but one against uh, shortly after us. But the Mets just keep winning series and grinding yep. out series wins. And not a lot of theirs have been that pretty, but that's what we've got to do now. We're above 500. We are right in the mix and we will get, it's in our hands ultimately, yep. especially the stage of the season with hundred odd games to go, but it's in our hands. Just keep winning series. And I know it sounds easy, but against the Rangers, we should. And I'm pretty confident. The Padres, that's tough. The Braves at home. I'm pretty confident. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals, pretty confident. You know, I'm pretty, there's, there's not many teams now in that, that shit that I look at that really worry me and think, oh, we're going to struggle to get a serious win out of that. They're, 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 it's in our hands. The Phils can do it, and they have the belief. That's the best thing about this run. The belief in this team, they don't know when they've lost. They, that's, yeah. that's the best thing about this now. The Phils and- have got this mentality, finally, this mentality of they don't know when they're beat. And Oh, God, we never yeah, saw that. So you Girardi remember, Dave? Just so you remember, in their second half schedule, they play the worst teams in baseball, 32 out of 69 games. So, I mean, <laughs> I think I, 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 not to not to hype anybody up here, but I, I, I think that truly, if they can exit this first half with you know eyes on the prize and yeah, 
yeah, having their front office on their side to instead of going out and acquiring like guys that might be the solution to your problems, guys that are definitely this like you're not going out and acquiring, um, you know, and Kyle Gibson's been good, but you're not going out and acquiring a Kyle Gibson at the deadline. You're going out and acquiring. I don't know, like a, a Frankie Montas or, like a, Montas. or, or, or somebody we, like that. Let, let's let's go. And the thing is, we've already had over the luxury tax. Let's go exactly. for it. Let's get exactly. Frankie. Like, why? Do we, I don't know why we haven't made this move already. It's well, like, that's because the the asking price is probably pretty high. But yeah, also, you know, you're not going out and you're not, you know, you're you're not grabbing like guys in the bullpen that like you're you're hoping for them to be good. You're grabbing guys for the bullpen that are good um you're you're spending that that little extra bit of prospect capital to really get you know the guy that you want um and as long as they can as long as they can get the front office on their side i think uh i think you're looking at a pretty solid chance to be competitive through the end of the year that's right now are you genuinely confident we'll get in the wild card spots i mean yeah i've 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 been pretty confident that they'll they'll get a wild card spot i i think that Honestly, this this roster is constructed. The only thing that you really could have blamed it on was either the, you know, the bullpen really sucked or mm-hmm. the manager. That was the the only like coming into this season, there was only two places to place blame. Um, and the bullpen hasn't been that awful. Uh, so and you see what happened after they fired the manager. So exactly you know just the just a thought and the bullpen hasn't been that awful since it's been pretty good but when it goes wrong it just implodes like in the worst possible fashion you know and then it makes you think the bullpen's actually worse than what it is but actually when you take a step back and take a game by game and look through the games it's actually been genuinely (laughs) i say reliable-ish you know not yeah like i said the debate when it goes wrong it's gone wrong in in grand fashion you know and you think the the bullpen stinks to high heaven again um but there's been some good stories in the bullpen this season yeah uh alex the uh, first round of all-star voting's out bryce harper is only the second player behind bets to be over a million votes already locked Mm -hmm. on um let's just hope his blisters are fine uh, any other players in the Bills that you think should be in there? Segura is quite high up because he's been injured quite a while. Uh, no sign of Reese in the voting because I think he's been hot recently. Schwarber is quite far down. It, who, I, you know, it looks like it's gonna be just, just it's gonna be what Nola, Wheeler, Harper, isn't it? I, I, I can see. I think Sir Anthony Dominguez should be an all star. Shout, that's but a shout. I, yeah. it won't happen, it never does, but I think he should be. I, I think that they're, you know, he's probably among the top five best relievers of the year. Um, so I, I think he deserves it, but uh, yeah, unfortunately he's probably not going to get there, but yeah, I think Nola Wheeler Harper probably is what you're looking at. Um, I wish, I wish June Kyle could have started earlier. Maybe he'd get some <laughs> no, more votes, right. but um, right. yeah, no, that's what it's looking right, like right now. Maybe, maybe if Kyle stays super hot, all hey, the end of the vote, I'm not going to rule it out. He could get. I'm just. I'm kind of. I'm kind of bummed. Castellanos uh, is still going through some woes and and isn't even in the, the talk because I really thought yeah. that Castellanos at stage. Well, he was only going to be in the DH conversation anyway because he's. Yeah, no, I mean, true, he's just true. not not a good fielder. No, it, yeah, we yeah we, we know it is what it is. We know what it is. Um, guys, next week we've got a special guest. We're very excited. We will let you know more as the week goes on. But yes. 
next week's show will have a special guest. Very excited. Very, Ooh. very excited. It's been long overdue. We'll put it that way. Um, so I asked you guys on social media, on Twitter and Facebook, um, basically, your favorite moments of the run so far. What's impressed you the most about the run? Your favorite moments? Who's impressed you the most in any of the things and questions? Alex, there's been many memorable moments so far. <laughs> What's been your favorite moment of this incredible run so far in this incredible month? It was easily the the back to back from Bohm and Beerling. I mean, that was oh, just okay. Oh, easily. I mean, I loved the Garrett Stubbs walk off. Um, it was really funny. I was I was on the beach um when the Garrett Stubbs walk off happened. I was you know I had the the game on the radio. Um, oh, you got I that Franski call. I just heard yelling. And I was like, what? (laughs) Cause they were, they were down to their last strike. And I I was like, yeah, I can go walk and go. I was playing catch with my, uh, with my girlfriend's dad. And uh, I just heard yelling and the rest was history. I mean, that, that was a great moment, but for me, the most improbable of all moments that I expected the least and therefore had the greatest effect on me was, was the veerling and bone back to back off Josh Hader. That was just unbelievable. Unbelievable. There's been, how many walk-offs have we had with two two outs and two two strikes? Like a it, few. There's been a few. There, well, or, I feel or, like there's been or stops, stubs. Yeah, they've been uh, some dramatic ones. That 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 has like like I said, this t- you've got to wait to the final out. This team doesn't you really know do when to lose. And by the way, Fransky and T Mac nailing these calls, mm-hmm. nailing these calls. Like yeah, two two goats, two best in the business, and they're pretty great. I just wish MLB TV will sync up the radio audio with the picture. I, I really well, do. so I I tried it the other day and it was working um, oh, okay. on on my desktop. Um, but the radio broadcast still does not work on my phone. Um, Ooh, okay, I'm gonna try that. So, out. well, it works, but it's thirty seconds behind. It's like it's it's painful. It's yeah, painful. That's too, that's too far. That's too. It's far. ridiculous. I mean, Major League Baseball is so bad at. It's something that should be so easy for Major League Baseball. And yet, so it's just, how do they bum this out? Um, go on, Alex. Which players impressed you most, apart from the obvious? Who, who, who stepped up and done a job that you've just been megally impressed with? Garrett Stubbs. Yes. Matt Veerling. Yes. Um, Daycare boys. Reese Hoskins. But um, t- truly, Matt Veerling especially. I mean, he's in like the top eight percentile in hard hit uh ratio really? in or our hard hit percentage in, in in all of baseball um and he really you can just you can tell he went down to lehigh valley he worked for a couple you know a couple weeks and is lifting the baseball so much more often it's it's very clear he has taken the adjustments in stride and he's you know he's he's working to 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 be a part of this club and look when you hit the ball as hard as he does and you play as many positions as I mean, I'm I'm not gonna go too far with the second base, third base thing. The guy's an outfielder, but in a pinch, <laughs> if needed, he was okay. He was he was fine. So um, you know, I I have been supremely impressed by his willingness to just do what the team has asked him to do, as yeah. well as yeah. just his ability to wallop the baseball, make adjustments. I really, really like Matt Beerling. Um and I hope he sticks because Lord knows if they do not upgrade significantly at center field, uh, they're going to have to keep trying something new. They are. Veerling was a guy who at the start of the season, his first stint up was so unlucky. So yeah, many hard really hit balls. And, you know, some should have left the ballpark. Actually, let me, let me get it up. Glove. Like he was, he 
was smashing. He was absolutely beating the cover off the ball. And yeah, he, just, he has. He had no luck. He has an expected batting average on the season of 291 um, with a 455 expected slug and a 343 X uh, Woba, which is like, that is a, that is a productive player. If he, you know, and obviously always a margin for error in these things, but I mean, he's, he's good. He's yeah. really, really, he, really he, good. He is. He is. And I agree. I agree. Stubbsy, even Munoz. In that last series, um, yeah, like a guy, two, two hits, but they're big ones. Okay, yeah, two, actually, yeah, you take away the two home runs, which were only two hits, and but again, it's a different player stepping up. You know, a different yeah. player who wants to do all he can to contribute to this team. That's what I love, you know. And he's a guy who I quite like him. Plays with a smile on his face. Um, maybe again because the injuries have been brought up a little bit, a little bit early for him. Needed a bit of more time in the minors, but sure. his, his two hits have been crucial. You know, he's, yep. he's already played a big part this season. Uh, my favorite moment will always, and probably my favorite moment of being a Fields fan for the last 10 years is, is that walk-off from Stop. Just being there yeah. in the grand that slam before. That, that, that's the magic I won't feel again for a while. Um, oh, by the way, seven days away from, well, six days away from my 10-year anniversary of being a Fields fan. Wow! Exactly. Uh, home run against the Pirates on the twenty seventh of June, twenty twelve, is uh is not far away. Wow. Um, Mrs. Lockie said favorite moment has to be the walk off on the fifth. Oh, that'd be the start one, but mostly because I was there, just soaking up in the atmosphere, uh, and the rest of the sunburnt fans that stuck around. Yeah, <laughs> I got badly sunburnt after that game as well. Uh, Jeffrey says what impressed me? Uh, how life. Uh, life was breathed back into the team after Girardi was canned. I, for one, enjoyed how the kids performed so far. Yeah, the day to, daycare kids have just, mm-hmm. just been brilliant. Uh, meanwhile, will the team sink to bolster the bullpen? Uh, yeah, we've discussed that one. Uh, Jack Couteau uh, says, this team is, struggling, is still struggling with some middling performances from key players. In addition, some injuries have likely held the team back. Do you see the Phillies getting healthy and productive? Will we ever see the Phillies full potential in action? That's the point because Segura's out. Yep. We've not seen the real Castellanos yet. We're going to see more from JT, I think. Do you think we will see all those guys at the same time getting hot? Because if they do, God help the rest of the league. Yeah, I mean, I it feels like Nick Castellanos is really coming around. Um, I I'm not sure if you know, he'll be that, that same 300 hitter with, you know, huge slug numbers, et cetera, et cetera, that he was uh, in Cincinnati. But I do think that he is far better than what he's, uh, what he's putting together thus far this season. I I think he will definitely improve. Um, As far as JT goes, like I said, he's going to regress to the mean at least a little bit. Um, You know, he's not going to give you a huge amount of offensive production, but he's going to give you more than what he has been giving you. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that is definitely going to come. And I, I also think that if if stock continues to to kind of struggle um, a little bit, I think they'll probably look for a meaningful upgrade. Um, not, you know, they're not going to go out and acquire some huge second baseman. But again, Gene Segura, probably this is his last year in Philadelphia. So uh, yeah, I, I, a big I, injury I, as well. I think they'll probably look for... Uh, somebody 
uh, just as like, you know, a platoon mate for Stott or maybe plays a little Brad bit more Bella. often. <sighs> well, I, I don't know That's if not... the, uh, I don't know if the Rangers will, will even consider parting with him, but no, I, I, I do think, you know, still, Brandon I, Drury... I, we, we, we missed the boat with that one. I've, I'm still think he could have played a, a bit of a role in this team. He certainly could have. Um, I, Brandon Drury probably stands out the most for hey, me. Nice shot. Um, yeah, yeah. He's really, really hot and is, uh, you know, and again, I, I, I am tentative when it comes to taking hitters from great American ballpark, because that park is just so easy to be good in. Um, but he, you know, his peripherals all look really good too. So, you know, maybe you go out and you, you pay a minimal prospect cost and, and, and bring in a guy that is really doing well to contribute this year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Peter McGill says, what impressed me is how well the team is doing since Girardi. Looks like a change of management has done wonders for the team. Um, Malarkey says, best parts besides what this team, uh, this team can should be doing was the fact that the trip <laughs> you, the trip you had here got it rolling. Mm-hmm. Ah, you know. Uh, Freedom <laughs> says, if this team is going to continue uh, the run race Kyle and Diddy have to keep hitting and not slump, which is a good like they have in the past, which is a good point. We do need Diddy, Kyle, and Reese to keep going. That that is actually quite a key element at the moment because those three have got hot together Indeed. and have played a massive part. And just what what if Reese can stay hot? <sighs> oh, I'd be <sighs> oh a hot Reese <laughs> until the end of the season. From now would just be I'll be made up for him. I, I love mm-hmm. the guy. I, I, everyone knows I love Reese Hoskins. He's yeah, you know, I, and I sadly, I, I I think his future isn't with the Phils, um, unless he gets magically hot. Um, but I, I want to, I, I for him as well. I want to see it so bad that he stays hot. It I don't would, know. I'll I'll save it for the uh for the trade deadline special. Was, yeah, because I've got. I, a, yeah, I I don't think Reese is getting traded. I don't know. JT? We'll see. Ooh, no, no, I don't think JT is going anywhere either. I saw some but we'll talk on, about it. I saw some it. tweets today on JT. Uh, yeah, Nikki, I've got Nikki mate on. Uh, John Crook, the Mormon fan, says the biggest takeaway has been what the fuck was Girardi doing to these guys? Uh, <laughs> Travis says favorite moment, Stubbs walk off. Most impressed by Aaron Nola. Uh, yeah, Nola has just been like the, the Nola. All knowers new. Like the Nola we hoped he would be in 2018. Like he has, he's figured it out. What's been the main thing for Aaron Nola? What's been the thing that's just clicked all of a sudden? He's back to 2018 Nola. What's really interesting is he started using the cutter, which I I did not think was going to be a a, a good pitch for him. He started tunneling it really well with his curveball, um, and it looks like a strong pitch. Um, he's he's really started implementing that effectively. Um, and I think he's, he's found a way to kind of, so he's definitely using more four seam than two seam. Um, or they're probably about equal. In fact, I can, I can probably get the numbers up, but, um, what I, what I really think has made the big difference for him is he's just had, had the time to sit with the baseball as it is now. Um, and just, you know, bring his arsenal around to it. Um, but yeah, he's, he's up to the cutter usage to 5% from 1%. Um, which Ooh, is huge. That's a big um, jump. Uh, and then, you know, obviously use, you, using the curve, using that with the curve just makes the curve that much better. Um, and then his fastball location's back because he's had time to sit with this, this new baseball or whatever. And, uh, and, and, you know, of course they're going to change it again next year or something like that. But um, 
yeah, he's, he's just had the time to get comfortable. And I think that that's, that's what the really important thing is for him. Um, Cause he's a finesse pitcher. If he's not comfortable, you know, he's not going to be blowing a hundred miles an hour past you. So you got to give yeah. him that time, but he's looked great. He's looked it, really, it, really great. In this run, it's, it's generally felt like we've had two aces in yep. Wheeler and Nola at the top of that rotation. And it's just, it's, it's a, when Nola's on it, like he has been, he's just one of the most joyful pitchers to watch. Oh, you could just, you could see it. You could see yeah. it. It was right there in the expected stats. But everybody yeah, wanted, everybody Alex, wanted to, to you. You never, you backed his corner to oh the my hill. You were, I think sometimes alone on that island. I always was. It's really funny. You were deserted on that. Nola's going to come back and and prove you all wrong, Island. And uh, I've come back, Alex. I've swum back. Thank you, Dave. I'm not. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I was. I was one who just. Yeah, I did not give up on Aaron, but just feel like maybe he's not going to get back to those. Where would they be without him this year? Where would they be if ever? If they still, they still keep blowing his outings. If the Phillies had traded him like everybody wanted, I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I know. I know, Alex. I know. I had uh, <laughs> Mickey Diaz says this team's ability to be resilient and not allow managerial changes to distract from their goal uh, of being a playoff contender. Uh, Nick Millwood says, what are your chap- uh, thoughts, chaps, on possible acquisitions before the trade deadline? And do you have anyone in mind? We'll get to that, Nick. We've sort of covered Ooh. it already, but we will do a, a trade deadline Those show. are my favorites. Um because Alex, I know he's going to be. There, <laughs> I might just ask the question, put the microphone down, and just sit back for half an hour and let Alex roll. <laughs> Alex has got a lot to get off his chest. I have so many ideas. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing them. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to hearing them. Um, might be worth trying to get Ryan on because Ryan loves this prospect. Yes. Well, and, uh, let's uh, let's get Ryan. Ryan on as well. Let's because uh, I know he'll have a lot to say on it as well. So mm-hmm. that, that's that's a wrap, guys. That is it. The Phils, as it stands, are 15 and free in June. Let me just say that again. We're 15 and free in June. You just, we're, just actually think about that for a minute. This, the this Braves team, are 16 and two. Uh, well, well, yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> yeah. That sucks. It we, sucks. We, we, yeah, we should be. But the Phils, our Phils, a team who would just, well, written off by many in May, mm-hmm. are 15 and free. 15 and three in June, five series win straights for the first time in a long time, many years. <laughs> and I, I just think about it, I go, what? <laughs> that's our fills. That, that, they're our losers. What's going on? We're winners. Um, thank you to everyone, uh, 10K followers on Twitter. <laughs> what the hell? Well deserved. Man, just, yes. I, honestly, I, I'm, I, like I said in the video, I'm totally stoked. Um, just going to keep doing my thing and you guys seem to like it so uh yeah honestly seriously guys uh, in all seriousness thank you it, it does honestly mean a lot to me and um just gonna keep trying to spread the phillies fandom here in the uk and keep growing the fan base and just keep staying positive and glass half full about the fills and we're gonna do it guys we're gonna we're gonna get in the postseason it's coming i'm we're we're we're, I'm, we're telling you me and alex are telling you this is the year isn't it alex uh, yeah, Alex, Dave. just say don't, just don't. Yeah, them. just say, just say the year they make the playoffs. Yes, right. Yeah, that's all I need. That's all I need. <laughs> uh, guys, thank you for listening. As always, if you've liked what you've heard, please leave a nice little review uh, and subscribe and tell your friends, spread the word, Broad Street to Britain. Like I said, we've got a special long overdue guest next week. Cannot wait to have him on. 
Uh, but from me, Dave Shaw at UK Phillies, it's ring the bell. And from Alex Carr, ring the bell, Mr. Dave. Awesome. Take care, guys. Thank you. <laughs>